You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. This week on the show, our good buddy and returning guest, Adam Clark, invited us to come see his band, AA Meeting, in their jam space. AA Meeting consists of Alex Nellis on vocals, Adam Clark on guitar, Mathieu Laberge on bass, and Carney Woods on drums. They've got a couple of shows coming up, raising funds for the Gord Downey and Cheney Wenjack Fund. It's a charity in solidarity with the indigenous peoples of Canada. Those dates are Friday, February 2nd at McKibben's Irish Pub in Vaudreuil-Dorion, Tuesday, February 6th at L'Escalier on St. Catherine in Montreal. It's a great cause, and these are a bunch of great guys, so we hope you'll come out and support. Without further ado, here is AA Meeting on Fire in the Hole. This is a top to, uh, you know, what we use on stage, but it's very, very special because if you can see, yeah, the numbers all go to... 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, oh, 11, and most of 11, and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not 10. You see, most, most blokes, you know, be playing at 10. You're on 10 here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on 10 on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff. You know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder? These go to 11. name of this band is AA Meeting. AA Meeting. Yes. Okay, I did not know that. So, yeah. good news guys, did not forget. No, that's never knew. Never knew oh, it. Wow. Never knew. <laughs> never knew. It's like some people who uh, forget Wait. to bring stuff for people, but it's not really for them, but they tell you you forgot it anyway. It's a bit that like kinda, that. Yeah. I you know it's a great example. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, so where are we? How did we get here? <laughs> who are we getting out of here? I, Do we I know? Don't know? All right. No. AA Meeting. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How did that happen? Alex, you want to? How about you tell them the story of where that name came from? Yeah, so um, I met Adam about uh, twelve years ago. That's me, by the way. Yeah, Adam Clark. Yeah. And uh, welcome back. My Adam. name is Alex. So, in the most um, irrelevant way possible of trying to name what we were going to try to do, which was he, he play guitar and I say my songs poetry. We'd go to open mics and stuff, and so we figured we need a name, not just Adam and Alex. And so we called it a meeting because of oh. our initials, basically. Um, I mean, we had a meeting, yeah, to we talk about, to talk about, and it. we were AA. And and so, so you're not alcoholics. <laughs> wow. Well, we'll see. It's really <laughs> the Alex and Adam <laughs> meeting, <laughs> I guess. But yeah. uh, they brought a lot of beer. <laughs> well, it's not going to help, but it, yeah, <laughs> it's all just fine. Do you get people showing up to your pra- band practice thinking? <laughs> 
They're like, they told me it was here. We've actually put a on our Facebook page. Metro wrote like uh, Metro baseball actually wrote a part to say we have nothing to do with the we actual to, AA yeah. meeting, and we play in bars and stuff, which is it's extremely contradictory, right? <laughs> so like, see some triggering yeah. happening. Some people so like, triggered. we're playing McGibbons. In fact, we're going to talk about that later, I'm sure. But we're playing McGibbons, and they have this poster of like, are there people a- crying at your shows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's it's a it's a weird name off. Uh, weird, but um, we actually kind of like our name, kind of because it's <laughs> that's it's really weird. what counts. And um, I don't want to go to this too early, but alphabetically, it makes us the number one band in the world because <laughs> on, oh. um, on we have all we all have our songs in our iTunes and stuff, That's and brilliant. we're like the first band. So uh, yeah, so it's like, oh like triple God. A. So we're number one at everything. Add another A. In you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I had that happen to me organically on the account of my last name being A. Ambrus, so A. M. So I was always the first one called or whatever, and then whatever, and uh, that automatically somehow gets you sort of blacklisted by everyone. <laughs> They're like, it's just, it's, I didn't, it's my name. I didn't choose this. I didn't do it on purpose. They're like, oh, yeah. you think you're better than the rest of us? Like, it's my name, dude. It's just letters. <laughs> I can't. But from a marketing perspective, I have to say, okay, so let's do a little round table here. We have Alex on. Yeah, so I'm uh, the singer of the band, okay. the, the lead uh, vocals of the band. <laughs> the I, lyricist. Uh, pardon me? You, you write the lyrics? You yeah, know? I write, uh, I've written every single one of our songs except for one. So you're in a um, tour. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. The way that I say it to people is that this is my only one band I'm ever going to be in. I I play oh, that's, with that's cute. I play with yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's is these are guys that uh, I've met through different parts of my life, and um, I'm like super proud of the guys I play with. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys are like super duper musicians. Like this is what they do. Whereas I'm just a guy who writes poetry and stuff and wanted it to come out. And these guys were always super open because we met Metzger right away after. Well, I knew Metzger since I was in high school, and he agreed to join us right away too. And so, that's uh, yeah, cool, that's man. that's my that's my little thing. That's this uh, is an audio podcast. No one saw the passion in his eyes when he described his fellow musicians. Yeah, you really care about this band. This is absolutely cool. okay. And who's this gentleman to your uh, right? I guess it would be. Uh, That'd be the audience's left, right? I. <laughs> oh God, you come. God. Yeah, All right. So yeah, we go back to seniority. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to listen to what I, he's doing. I was talking to this gentleman right yeah, here. Okay. I want to know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> we got to we got to listen to Jason. All right. Jason follow Richard take care of all this. That's right. yeah, today That's we'll follow the rules. So. Yes. Uh, my name is Carney Woods. Uh, all right. I've been a buddy of Alex's for a while. We work together. Uh, I've personally been playing music for a long time uh, in a variety of different bands. Uh, probably 20 years or so. Really? Uh, yeah, in and out of nothing major, just different things here and there. How many metal bands? <laughs> Not, punk bands. Punk bands, okay. Punk bands. I was going to say metal or punk, one yeah. of those two. Yeah, maybe two or three. You know, yeah. The, the I mean, 90s was a really this is Quebec. punk scene. Yeah. Quebec, <laughs> so man. I, yeah, I had to capitalize on that. For real. A couple Green Day cover bands, too. Uh-huh, you, know, uh-huh, just to uh-huh. be, you can tell by all his uh, chains and uh, all his fishnet that he's wearing in other right now that he's a punk guy. The mascara gave away that he's a real punk guy. Uh-huh. The long hair. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Okay, cool. So drums. Yeah, so I'm the drummer in the in this group, and uh, I've known Alex for a long time. Uh, I was really lucky to meet these guys at uh, at a party a little while back. Fire in, Fire the, in the hole. Fire in the hole. Uh, actually, at a at a hip party. You know, uh-huh. watching uh, the viewing party for for the hips concerts last year. Uh, I met up with these guys, and at the time I had a different project going. We were talking. Uh, just in general, and uh, you know, later on, it uh, spawned the conversation with me and Alex uh, at work and outside of work, having beers and, and talking. And I just came in and started jamming with these these guys, and 
you know, it just grew from there. The res just it, came yeah. along. Yeah, it was is very that, organic. Is that setup that you have, which just so everyone knows, actually, we're in their practice space. So this is kind of rad. We're really in the middle of it, right? Um, that setup, is that your classic setup? Is that mostly how you how you go on when you play live? Yeah, on stage. I mean, it, this is, okay. you know, we share the space, so we kind of all share the, the equipment that's here with, with another couple bands. But generally that's, speaking, that's, yeah. That's a sweet setup. Uh, I know a little bit about drum setups, not so much playing. And this is definitely somebody who loves to play drums. Less is more setup. Yeah, right? yeah very simple. I mean, uh, whenever I see, like, uh, how can I put this? It's like minimal, minimalist setup. That's and it. So I, you, you really probably work all of those pieces as opposed to have, like, up to the ceiling, 80s style. Yeah, well, back home at the drum lab might be a little different Right, story. well, there, there you're playing, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. But my Neil Peart on over there. Because of Neil Peart, because <laughs> yeah. of Tool, everybody was like, I need... 22 bass drum triggers absolutely i need yeah. something on my ears oh. like every part of my body just tie me make me into a drum puppet <laughs> basically <laughs> 17 gongs yeah. you name it firecrackers um so yeah no oh, that yeah. that's yeah, just the like simple stuff. firecrackers yeah. i like that yeah. um I, the first time i saw someone work a jazz kit like in the 90s i was like oh and it was for a metal band too i was like really that can be done yeah. i think allison chains maybe showed the way where yeah. they're like you don't need to you can actually see the drummer <laughs> and it can still be heavy, you know. So yeah. that's cool. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, well, is uh, Neil Peart your your influence? Is your it, no, uh, generally my influence is uh, my biggest influence would probably be Mitch Mitchell, okay. drummer for Jimi Hendrix. Yes. Uh, he was one of the first fusion drummers. Ginger Baker was another one. Ginger uh, Baker. Oh, yeah. came, came in What cream. a maniac. Yeah, he was he was great. And is he, uh, I think is he still alive? I think he's still alive. I think I yeah, saw a documentary he, on him. He's still alive. I, I saw him. I saw him play uh, about two years ago at Plaza Des Arts, actually. Oh shit! And uh, sorry not to cut mm. you off, but when you mentioned Ginger, we talk about drummers. Thing. I'm all good. Uh, yeah, and he uh, he was playing a jazz show, uh-huh. and uh, he came in with this. I think it was this maybe his bodyguard who was massive who had to literally help him to the drum kit because he's on his deathbed, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. A big back brace and everything. And I literally wow. thought he wasn't going to make it through the show until like he literally started drumming and he just totally woke up and uh, was one of the coolest things. I, he's so good. I feel like that era yeah. produced these musicians that were like f- are physically finished. But if you can <laughs> just roll them onto stage... Like Ozzy's like this. <laughs> Ozzy's like <laughs> doesn't know where he is. Right? No, he he's got coloring books. He's drooling, and I've literally I've seen him live. Like they get him to the stage. They just kind of like with like a dolly. They just kind of push him onto the <laughs> yeah. stage, and then suddenly he realizes there's where he is. It's like all right. He starts doing jumping jacks, yeah. and you're like, how is this possible? Yeah, um, it, it was very but, similar to Ginger Baker, except for behind a drum kit. And right. he was literally, and You're he like even he's half dead, but he's yeah. And when him. he went, and he even said, uh, he even joked, which he doesn't do often, right. you know. And he even joked and said, uh, "I really hope I make it through the end of this show." And he meant it. <laughs> Maybe he, wasn't he was joking. real. Yeah. He yeah. fucking meant it. Yeah, it was it was amazing. He's it was a amazing. mess. He's been a mess for thirty five years. <laughs> you know, that's what's great about these seventies dudes. It's like I don't understand. Like they sh- they should be dead twenty times over, <laughs> and they just keep going. Uh, they're cigarettes they smoke smoke cigarettes you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how finished they are all right cool all right so who's this gentleman to your right then let's keep this going let's get the introduction well i'm matt and i play bass and i'm the one who tells people to go check their phone <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Okay. you can that's see that on uh, our youtube clip actually I a think. lesser known right. role for bassists is telling people to check their phones yeah, yeah. 
as in turning them off? Is that for what? For well, what no, you, you can tell the story. You tell you you you, you, you like telling that story. <laughs> I just want to say before you start, so this does feel like an AA meeting. This, like, yeah, you guys chose well. This does feel like we're sharing sorrow and hurt and pain. Go on. So how, what's the story? Does anybody else want to tell the story? Nellis? It's on you, no? man. All right. Uh, Good, we man. we had our, uh, I, I guess it was our first live show, right? Yeah. 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 Or right. our first live show in eight years. Adam Clark speaking. Uh, yes. Adam Clark Adam speaking. Clark. Uh, on guitars. On guitars. On guitar, yes. One at a time. And, and on storytelling. One at a time, though. I don't uh-huh. play two guitars at once. Uh, so uh, we were having a good AA meeting show. And in a typical AA meeting show, we uh, had too much to drink, I guess. And uh, uh, after a song, uh, the cow- we call him the cowboy, our bass player. Um, you'll see why if ever you see us play live. And uh, he just, uh, Alec- our singer was telling a story about uh, God knows what. <laughs> and uh, LaBerge just ran out on the microphone and managed to say something like, uh, go check your phone. Yeah. That's it. W- you don't believe us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we're doing like a live stream on Facebook, like somebody there with the phone and everything. Yeah. And they're uh-huh. telling that uh, last time we did a show for the AA meeting, there was no like uh, Facebook or like la- not that much, you know? So, and then I was kind of like, yeah, go check your phone if you don't believe us. You know, <laughs> okay. Type stuff. Yeah. So the Matt, things about these two guys though, you have to know is they're the gentlest souls when you talk to them and you guys know them. So you see, Get them on stage. They're like you said with Ozzy. They They're animals. animals. Yeah, <laughs> we are animals. We are known as the dynamic duo. Okay. Dynamic. When he said yeah, cowboy, well, I'm like, does he does he hurt Indians when he's on stage? Is that? Well, what no, we could talk. I think <laughs> yeah, Matt. Well, because I'm a singer songwriter as well, and and back in the day. <laughs> no, it's staying, buddy. <laughs> and back in the day, I, said I it. oh, you go. Oh, oh, fire fire hole. So back in the day, I was like in this big like. Uh, folk and country blues like phase and you know, i was wearing the hat uh, the boots and i was like going out there in in the real world i can see it i can see you up. on an album yeah. cover yeah yes and um so yeah so when i started playing with those guys i was full-on cowboy so i was like had the hat and everything yeah. so i guess the name stuck because uh the cowboy so. i think it's important to, to to we mentioned that we didn't play for eight years we we didn't almost barely saw each other for eight years i had moved away i was living in ottawa for a bit and i hadn't seen much the entire time that we were gone so mm-hmm. when we came back last year it was actually our first time playing with technology where it actually is now so yeah. that's why that joke came out and so uh, Metzger's not giving himself much credit here, but he uh, he as bases do. Well, yeah, uh, Metzger. I'll I'll, I'll I'll say one thing is that uh, a meeting has become obviously Adam and I started, but it, it was Metzger's addition that okay. made it uh, that Extra. whatever you call a success for us. This is a success. It's a Thanks. success because we have fun and we make people happy and stuff. And Metzger's been a big part of it. Don't so. fall for it, man. They're gonna no, they're gonna phase you out in the mix. That's it. <laughs> like Metallica. Play bass. Well, no. Metallica. <laughs> until <they did> it. <laughs> until two like <laughs> recently, you. I was the one mixing, so I, oh, I put man. the bass up in the mix. Right but uh, yeah, just drown <laughs> them all out. Two songs, so. For two songs, yeah. Oh, well, no, four. Oh, four. Yeah. So nice. how long you been playing the bass? I started playing the bass around like uh, when I was like 15. Uh-huh. Yeah, I played keyboard before and then I, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I look really young. Yeah, And uh, yeah, so I the bass appealed to me because when I, you know, guitar is harder. You have to do chords. So and I was like, ah, and I was playing because I'm left-handed. You cannot see that uh, on your podcast. Yes. I'm left-handed. So I had a guitar at home. So it was like stringed for a right-handed person so i would play but i couldn't do the chords because it was backwards so i would right. just do the notes so 
of course, the you know logical thing to do is to buy a bass. So I bought a bass. I learned like some Weezer, some some Nirvana. Really? I would have just given up. So that's really good. Yeah, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah. And first, uh, my first word I said as a as a bebe, you know, was uh, guitar. So that's that the guitar I started on that was backward. That's I started on. So that's my story here in a nutshell. A baby. When I was a bebe baby. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I play bass, play guitar, play drums. So I play I'm everything. So you don't need these guys, is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> no. no because <laughs> actually, Alex like sends me you're like those. Superman in the Justice uh, yeah, that's League. it. You're like, no, you don't. But really I don't have any kryptonite, though. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have. I mean, yeah. I really like you guys, but really, <laughs> I don't need you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, if you're if you can play all those instruments and you're still hanging with these dudes, that means something because usually uh, multi-instrument people end up getting annoyed and just recording everything by themselves because. They're like, I just don't have to explain this to anyone. I can just That's it. do the drums, yeah. do the bass. That's where the eight-year break came from, though, you yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> After two months, he's like, fuck See it. you guys in a decade. Yeah, this one album he really wanted to do. Me. Okay. In terms of influences, uh, wait, I, f I don't feel right on, unless I introduce the two ladies in the back who are nice enough to join us. Would you like to come and say hi, ladies? Come on over here, ladies. Just so we can prove and to everyone that. And that. that they're in the room. <laughs> they know me. There, you can grab that mic. Introduce yourselves. I'm Sierra. Hi, Sierra. The daughter of Kearney, the drummer. Daughter. <laughs> yeah. she, it was a very Hi, Game Sierra. of Thrones kind of like daughter of <laughs> Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> and who is the lovely lady next to you? My sister, my younger sister. And what's her name? Cadence. Cadence. No, Say hello, Cadence. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Cadence. Hi, Cadence. How's it going? Good, you. All right. Yep. Really, really nice to meet you. Thank you for taking pictures. Um, You're welcome. You are taking pictures, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, take more pictures. Anyway, we'll take the best and we'll post them on the on the release of the of the. We'll yeah. fully credit okay. you guys and yeah. make sure you get all the royalties. Yes, all proceeds uh, go to <laughs> AA meetings. The band. We'll make sure you get all the not royalties. The group. Uh, and not <laughs> these guys won't steal your money. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, I hope you guys have fun. Uh, this is going to be a, an exceptionally clean Fire in the Hole podcast <laughs> uh, for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. we're just we've just decided we're tired of swearing. Isn't that right, Richard? That's right. No more swearing. Yeah. Two thousand eighteen resolution. That's right. Why swear when there's <laughs> yeah. perfectly good words like kerfuffle? Mm. Uh, what's the other one? Pigeon. Pigeon. Yeah. Pigeon's a great word. <laughs> well, I, I say chocolat in right. French. Oh, chocolat. That's a good one. It yeah. sounds like Sac this one. It is the same <laughs> color. It is the same color. Not anymore. How about Sac son of a Becherel? Oh, there you go. <laughs> son of a Yahoo. <laughs> I like Sac en Plastique. Kind of sounds like a... Oh, La Rose Illustrée. It sounds like a, like a Pink Panther, oh, like a Inspector Clouseau kind of thing. Sac en Plastique. Sac en Plastique. I love it. I love to pretend to not speak a language. Isn't that great? There's a girl on my job that uh, whenever she gets mad, she fake immigrant accent talks. Like she makes up this immigrant accent, and she's, which is really offensive, but I just, I love it. <laughs> I, love, I love to hear her do it. All right. So you guys all go way back, right? Who's the last person to join this band? That would be me. There would be, okay. All right. So in terms of musical influences, are there, are there parallels? Are there... All you guys are like, oh yeah, man, Zeppelin or whatever, or is it just all a man, mixed bag? Like influences, like I, I'm, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh -huh. Weezer. I actually I have like the Holy Three of Trinities. It's the, uh, the Trinities of the R's. So like my three favorite bands are Rush, Radiohead, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, so I stay in hard. Triforce. Mm. That's it. That's the Triforce. That so that's okay. that's me in a nutshell. But I love everything. You know. It's the same bands that pirates like. 
It is. Arr. Yeah. I was like, you probably, if you could add, if the triangle could have four sides. Yeah, I'm editing that. I'm, I'm taking the time. What would be the fourth one? Yeah. If the triangles would have four sides, it would be a square. But also, I think, I feel like Primus. You probably like Primus. I I do, but uh, nah, because I'm a bass player, right? No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just. I yeah. just like it more if like... they were called Rhymus. Rhymus? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know phase. Adam yeah, Clark, everybody. Well, I know as Big Brown Beaver. I lo- love that song, yeah. uh, but I'm not like a big fan okay, of Primus. No, big, yeah. I just thought you'd like Primus because um, I guess maybe a bit of the, because yeah. of the Clitoris Claypool thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I admire him, but he's not like. A, but they were also a huge influence on the bands yeah. that you mentioned, like uh, Flea well, as a bass player, Flea, and then uh, Scott DeLeo from the Stone Temple Pilots. They're oh, yeah. they're up there for me. I, I love the uh, Flea as like a exuberance, uh, and he, flea just, flea. it's Flea, and you don't, you don't have to talk. About exactly, him. but Scott DeLeo from the Stone Temple Pilots has a certain something that I always like. I kind of like play the bass like he does, like like a bit like slanted or something. Uh-huh. And I, I like it. You know. yeah, there's an influence. I, I feel like it always starts with that. You see someone play an instrument. I mean, if you're gonna pick one up, you, and you'll be a little bit influenced by that, even though you move past the yeah. initial infatuation. And furry um, pants. And furry pants. Yeah, that's it. Made from plushies. <laughs> that's it. Um, what was it? Which is very uncomfortable. I can imagine. Yeah. That doesn't seem Warm. like For the animal. But that's why yeah. he's naked the rest of the time. <laughs> that's it, yeah. So the rash can heal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> remember in the 90s, there was this thing with guitars where everyone had to sling them really low. Yeah. And you just kind of had to do this up-down motion. Okay, that was a thing. Okay, I didn't imagine that. Good. Excellent. All right. Uh, similar influences? Well, I think guess? that was because of actually the uh, Les Paul guitar. Is that what it was? It was so, so freaking heavy. heavy and uncomfortable. Because uh, I, I usually play a Strat, and uh, I recently got a Les Paul through a buddy of mine. He actually gave it to me, which was kind of cool. Shout out to Lance Starnes, who uh, gave that out to me. And I noticed I had a hell of a time playing it until I lowered it like all those guys you were Uh talking about did. And it was like, oh, this is much more comfortable there. But it's the only guitar that's comfortable there. So So you're saying that shoegazing wasn't actually, it's just heavy guitar. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't actually sad in the 90s. No, that's it was just... It was heavy gazing. That's right. That's right. Back problems. That's it. That's it. Neck pain. (laughs) That's why they were like sorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Zombie <laughs> Whatever it was. Oh, Zom- it, it, the people obviously didn't see this, but when Jason said that, he actually double-handed the mic. Zom- like, yeah, that's that's nice. Because I read a, a hopefully top, we got a picture of that. It was a top twenty of what was it? Yarl, the yarling. Do you guys know what yarling is? Yeah. It's oh that my. kind of style of singing. They're like like. Like Pearl, oh, like I was going to say Creed. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots yeah, are Yarlers too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they just do like... Uh, there was like a top 20 and I didn't realize there'd been that many Yarling bands. <laughs> but uh, Pearl Jam kind of does it on uh, by accident because that's just how he better mm. sounds like a donkey. Um, he does. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. Like he sounds, he sounds what kind of donkeys do you, have you heard in your life, man? I just, they're <laughs> very musically attuned <laughs> ones. He's never seen a donkey or heard a donkey. <laughs> I've ridden one, though. No. <laughs> anyway. Whoa. Okay. PG, please. So, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Rush, which is a band that you're either really into or you just, when you people ask you what band you're into, you say Rush and oh. everyone goes, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then people say, I can't stand a singer's voice, man. I'm yeah. like, yeah, but it's it's a given. It's easy. He's, he's, you know, that's his voice, you know, that's, but uh, the whole thing of it, like the whole, like what it represents, it's yeah. so cool. There's some periods, heavy synths, uh, heavy rock and roll, uh, grungy, 
the 90s dun- the Dungeon and Dragons. Yeah, theory. well, yeah, that's that's not my favorite one. I, I'm, right. I'm I'm shy to say that, but I, I like the synthesizer period for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's a very good like, period. Yeah. <laughs> Hold your fire, Presto. Uh, well, Presto is more like rock. Back to rock though. Roll the Bones is my favorite one. I never okay. believed uh, he me. wrote lyrics. I always sounded like Stream of Consciousness. Yeah. Like, but it's Neil. Neil. The drummer writes the lyrics. Neil, yeah. Perk, yeah. Neil. Neil. Uh, first guy. thing I ever heard of Rush was uh, someone who collected seven inches and had like, it was just a seven inch yeah, of seven. Neil Peart <laughs> solo <laughs> from guys. a show. <laughs> That's <laughs> seven okay. inches of Neil Peart. <laughs> Did we just find the title of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> this is how it happens, by the way. We're not that brilliant. It just comes out in stupidities, we say. It comes out. So okay. Seven inches, apparently. I'm trying to keep this PG, guys. AA meeting's not helping. All right. <laughs> Musical influences, go. Well, for me, like I said, uh, the Jimi Hendrix experience was a big influence. Obviously, Mitch Mitchell and uh, Noel Redding was their main bassist, uh, who I always appreciated. I grew up, uh, my mother was a pianist, and she taught piano her whole life. I had music around me the whole time. That's a big deal. Watch your mouths, gentlemen. <laughs> no, but and that's a big deal, man. When yeah, you hear yeah. piano in the house, it does something to you. Yeah, yeah. There was always, and there was always like jams in my house, and my dad played guitar. And so I just grew up in that, that environment. My brother was a guitarist in my first band. Oh, I want to say, my dad's a drummer. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so are you. Is he? <laughs> See? Our generation. I'm your father. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I so I grew up thinking of, of music sense. as, as so a whole, but I wanted to be a guitarist. So I listened to Steve Ray Vaughan, uh-huh. uh, John Lee Hooker, B.B. King, and, and Buddy Guy and those guys. And then I found Jimi Hendrix, and I was like, holy shit. You know, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a young guy, and, uh, you know, I started listening to all that stuff. Unfortunately, Everywhere you looked, there was a guitarist. Of course. You know, so I, I wanted to try and find something new. And uh, and you know what? I, I just grabbed the drums and said, you know what? Nobody's playing drums around me. And, uh, and I started playing. So a lot of my influences are like full bands. You know, bands like you know Led Zeppelin, obviously, is a, is a huge full band. All of those guys are monsters. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cream with Ginger Baker and, uh, and Eric Clapton and Jack Bruce. Those guys are all awesome. Uh, you know, The Police. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in talking about funny voices yeah. and people that hate songs based on voices, Sting gets that rap too. Yeah. Yet if you listen to the music, those guys are amazing. Three yeah. guys can put out all those different sounds and those yeah. different styles yeah. and be dickheads. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Well, there's that part. Too. <laughs> Let's fight. <laughs> that's that to me. That's a true testament of an art. You're like, I hate you, but you make good music. It's, I it's can't. The sign of success. I still listen to the music. I'll forgive uh, you for so many things. Exactly. You're you're a terrible person. I'll buy you a new album. <laughs> I don't want to hear the bass. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> You're so strong. <laughs> That's it. And then my, li- my, my last oh, actual... What's up with your strength? <laughs> Sorry. I, no, my last actual oh, is one that's a little odd. is Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. It's, it's another No, R. that makes total it sense. That yeah. makes total yeah. sense. Doesn't I can see the lineage from uh, Hendrix, to, yeah. especially yeah. the early stuff. Like yeah. uh, If you listen to a song like uh, Darkness Ray off Ray of the uh, Crow soundtrack, yep. uh that's a totally different rage where you can hear the, the yeah. seeds of the like riffage that will come <laughs> later, but there's like this, n- there's guitar noodling, there's like funk, and and that's, that's like the, the yeah. best soundtrack ever. The Crow good. soundtrack, yeah, it's yeah, just it's amazing. Cure, Stone, Stone Temple Pilots, Temple Pilots yeah. uh, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that's a sick. Yeah, yeah. I forgot how sick. The Cure, and you said the Cure, right? I said the Cure. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're the curator of the discussion here. You said I might be. Playing that solo on the. He's in the crow. He's playing that crazy solo on the, on the rooftop. On the rooftop. Oh. Who's actually like, who's playing? Do you know? I don't know. I forget. It's pretty cool. Like, the, it's one of those CDs that you lose when, in our generation, when you had that friend that had the first CD burner, and then you brought over <laughs> yeah. 
your CDs in a sports bag because yeah. that's how you did it in the old days. You just put them all in like a, your gym bag, right? And you're like, bro, I want you to burn me the sickest mix. He's like, it's going to be ready in three weeks. <laughs> and then you, right you stop talking to that guy and then uh, you're like, fuck, I have to, excuse me. I, I'm going to have to buy uh, Symphony of Destruction again. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to buy Master Puppets again. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy the Judgment Never mind. Judgment Night soundtrack. Exactly. Oh, that was another good soundtrack. Exactly. That was a weird yeah. soundtrack. I love you, Mary Jane. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> How the hell did they get <laughs> Cypress Hill yeah. and Pearl Jam in the same room? So Weed. But I Ice T and uh, <laughs> Body <laughs> Count. Ice T and some room. Slayer. Oh, it's Slayer. That's it. For okay. they were Body Count. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And a bunch of bands we'll never hear from again. Yeah. Like, in, uh, was it uh, Fate No More? Biohazard. And someone called the Booyah Tribe. Yeah. From which we mm. thankfully never heard yeah. from again. This is where I'm going with And that, that movie was yeah, really good too. I'm just saying. Judgment's Night. I don't want to see it again because it probably aged badly, but no, at the time did, yeah. it was it dope. What about you? Well, that's it. My, Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, exactly. I like really You're weird bands. I was going to say people. Great Big C. Yeah, um, actually, I was gonna say I got the much music stick. All the '90s bands, especially the Canadian ones that came through, like Sloan, Fifty Four, Forty. All these bands that people oh, yeah. do not like. I love those kind of bands. There are exceptions, but I hated most of them. Yeah, but, but um, uh. Moist, Moist, I hated. Yeah, mm. Tea Party. I for some reason I was obsessed with, and I get made yeah. fun of for. Yeah. Like I, yesterday, so someone made I fun like, of me. Um, I like uh, first the, three albums. Yeah, uh, the nineties exactly. bands also like. Uh, I already knows I'm a fan of Hootie and the Blowfish. That sounds yeah, odd. They weren't bad though. And uh, one were, band, good. there's bands like that. Like another band that actually, if people ask me what they sound like, people don't realize it, but we actually sound a little bit or look a little bit like what? the Spin Doctors. Why? Oh. Um, Wait, hold on. I have a I have a great spin doctor story. But after. only because our, our they have a left-handed bass player. Oh, also, okay, but he's the why. blackest guy ever, and Metzger okay. is like the whitest guy yeah. ever. Okay. Um, but well, no, the spin doctors actually. Everybody knows that the two princes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but we like, live in racially charged times. <laughs> every, everybody knows. Everybody knows two princes and all those yes. songs. But the spin doctors still make albums today, and they're legit amazing albums that they make. Do they? Absolutely! Wow! And um, yeah, I Alex has really yeah, I got weird out stuff. there taste. I, got weird I think stuff. we've just fired our singer. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's like nineteen ninety something. It's ninety seven in my were head. You, were you finished? You guys recruiting? I, you, There's you one change? last band. Wait, wait, go, go, go! Like okay, let's finish. The one band, the one band that Adam and I, you're gonna cut out this entire part. Right? No, 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 no. This is the yeah. best part. Yeah. Uh, the darkness. So when you said the darkness, oh. Adam and I looked at each other because the band, the darkness, um, who Fuck also yeah. are back and. We've seen them a couple of times, and uh, is he still wearing the the skinny? Yes, clothes. Okay. Yeah. Those the guys who's, who's singing falsetto, right? Yeah, yes. They're actually awesome. They're coming to Montreal in April. We're going. We're bringing cards. Musically, they're great. Um, yeah, I fire in the hole. I turned on them when I saw some documentary with Lemmy from from Motorhead, and he's sitting next to David Grohl, and then for some reason, I don't play the game. Exactly. Sorry, thank you. <coughs> no, you can do that anytime, okay. literally. <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, it's the guy. What do you think of the guy from the darkness?" Like, he's an asshole. Like, he just like yeah. he like shits on him. Like, he doesn't explain why. And I'm like, okay, I hate him too. <laughs> I, I think I think Justin went through a very. Uh, he's the. Uh, is it Justin who's yeah. the singer? Yeah. He, I think he went through a very dark period because he was pretty like that's, that's hooked ironic. on coke. Darkness. Uh, and then he apparently went into rehab. I don't know if he's like back into it oh, now. Clean now. But yeah, apparently since he's style. come back, like yeah. things are much better. And that's why they had originally breaking up. Okay. But uh, Alex and I went to see The Darkness uh, in Toronto. They sound legit. 
And uh, honestly, one of the most amazing shows in terms of what you're going to see and the sound quality. These guys, I mean, they know what they're doing. Like, they, they are spectacular. And everyone, it's kind of like a rush thing where it's like, oh, I don't like his voice. Yeah, but just listen to what they're doing. Yeah. And yes, they kind of sound jokey a little bit, especially that, uh, I believe in a thing called Love, which is a great tune. But, I mean, they, they're, they know how to rock. They, they should tour with Steel Panther. I love Steel they Panther. They have. I think they <laughs> have, oh. my friend. I wanted to hate Steel Panther so much, but they won me over. <laughs> Tiger Woods? The song Tiger called... Woods. Spinal no, Tap. No, no, no. Tiger Woods song is so funny. Uh, <laughs> the Chinese uh, something. Uh. It's a song where the guy keeps saying, like, it's like a ballad. And he's like, if you loved me, you would, put, like, you would let me bring other ho- girls home like he's just <laughs> he's like the worst person ever but he sings in the perfect perfect just being honest of just an being 80s ballad like you know uh, if you loved me if you really really loved me you'd let me do and like it's all horrible things <laughs> like you'd pay my rent it's not like that. like he's just the worst I like where this day. is going but if you really loved me then exactly. fire in the hole fire in the hole, fire in the hole. Fire okay hole. so uh, spin doctor story real quick it's 1990 something right and the girl I'm dating at the time uh, somehow gets tickets to the Voodoo Lounge tour Ooh. for the Stone Temple, uh, excuse me, the Rolling, uh, Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah. <laughs> who I d- did not give any Fs about personally, but I was like, I Ronnie Wood, oh my God. They're a big band. I should go see them. I was too young to, of course, mm. realize how big of a tour this was, and it was in the stadium. Yeah. It was massive. I know, I know where you're going. I know the opening band for that tour was. So we're sitting in like the fifth row. With all these people, our parents' age, and we're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a boring show." Suddenly, they all start lighting up, and a like, it was like, "You guys play Dungeons and Dragons? You guys know what Cloud Kill is?" Yeah, sorry. This massive green cloud like materializes over our section. We're just like, it was super surreal. You're like, <laughs> seventeen, surrounded by parents, and they're doing all the smoking, <laughs> all the smoking, and the show hasn't even begun. You, you know that's going to be us now, yeah. right? No, no, but it was crazy. <laughs> I, I was just not prepared for it, and I, I was just like, we were high because everybody around us was talking, and it's all like mom and pop type situation. So like massive stage, the stones are about to come and like like tear it all down. But first, ladies and gentlemen, the spin doctors. <laughs> what? Exactly, yep. And out, oh, come, yeah. out come these dudes, and Princess. it was it was literally like you know <laughs> you ever been to a hockey game? You know, yes. at halftime when they let the little mid little <laughs> peewee guys. It's the best part of the show. They let them skate through. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look, they're so adorable. Awesome. They got little hockey outfits on. This was the spin <laughs> doctors. And God love them. They, they had tried. little hockey uniforms on? They did. Um, <laughs> it was really it was really odd. Tim Bits. <laughs> this, is, this is my last fire in the whole podcast. But I'm they out. Came out <laughs> like, they came out. They, they left their souls on the, on the stage, but they just, they, they had no business opening for the Stones. Like, no, no business. Everyone's just like, who the f- yeah. are these guys and they did their hits uh, they did the like you know if the stones are pockets. listening by any chance to fire in the hole uh, AA meeting would uh, would open yeah. for yeah, them if, if they wanted it feels like just that would be a right that the yeah. right connection <laughs> yeah because they they definitely need it we'll definitely. put in a good yeah. word for you <laughs> thanks Rich the stones if you want to be popular again <laughs> <laughs> the AA meeting will let you let them open for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. If we're not busy, we I have mean, a you guys aren't relevant. <laughs> you guys are not relevant that's anymore. That's how the spin doctors right. got on. They had a left-handed base. If you want to feel like you did in the old days, you want some of that magic. Contact 
1888. I'm just making up a phone <laughs> number. I don't know. 188AA uh, <laughs> meeting? A, it, it would have to have eights, yeah. your phone number. Yeah, for sure. Do bands? We should do this. A band phone number? The first band with a hotline. It's <laughs> 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 just like a 1888 for yeah. no reason. Yeah, well, there, we'll yeah we have song. one. <laughs> we'll sing a song for you on command. Check your phone. <laughs> 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 to press, Take your phones on to talk to, <laughs> talk to Adam, press one. <laughs> awesome. Why don't you just tell me who you want to talk to? To talk to Matt. <laughs> Check your phone. Thanks, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, <laughs> see? See, I just had to say something dumb, and you guys came up with a concept. This is a good band, Richard. I like just, it. Just creativity. Here. I, have, I, I have a good feeling. We about all let this. Adam go last because we hope he's going to talk about the hip. If not, I'll go into uh-huh. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, we we didn't talk about the hip as an influence. I was but letting Adam yeah, go. Is that a big deal? We're all a big hip fans I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big hip fan I, I can tell you about my influences if you want yeah sure. <laughs> I mean you're here that is a story I, I am here. well actually first of all um, I would like to say Happy New Year to you guys ah, uh, Jason and Richard who uh, are uh, some uh, good friends of mine and my wife's it's really good to see you guys. First mostly of all, your wives. Yeah. Mo- most of them, yeah, uh, by proxy, I guess. <laughs> we would like you too. She, uh, hi, Sonia. <laughs> she, hi, Sonia. Full disclosure. Sonia? Uh, <laughs> Sonia has some stuff for you guys, actually, hey, but not Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. I love that. I love. I love awkward stuff like that. I love it. <laughs> I got something for you, but not you, and I forgot it. So there you go. Not really you. <laughs> for both of you, but not for both. I got of you. you this. Okay, I I bought it for myself, and I I don't like the taste of it. So here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so good. So you can have it. Here's my leftovers. I love that. Shit. Here's my spin doctors. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's really, uh, really great to see you guys. And uh, Fire in the Hole really is an awesome podcast. I uh, do listen to it uh, when I can, as often as I can. And I wish both of you the best of success. Thank you. And uh, continued success to everything you're doing. And uh, maybe at some point we can talk about your comedy there, Jason, because I haven't seen you in a while doing your stand-up Me thing. Me neither. But, uh, I've no. been uh, off, the, off the circuit for a little while. Uh, I don't know if I'll get back up, but that's a story for another oh, time. Okay. Maybe we can, uh, maybe the AA meeting could host a Fire in the Hole podcast and you guys can tell us about what you guys are up Possibly. to one day. It'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you, uh, if the listeners are just listening for whatever reason tonight, you should go back and listen to the old uh, Fire in the Hole podcast because there's some really good stuff you can scroll through everything and uh, check out some cool subjects that uh, might lead you into yeah. some things you like. This is an excellent yeah. time. iTunes just rejected us for some reason. <laughs> did yeah, they we, really? We, we just got kicked off of iTunes. I'm not sure why. I think they did we, like the equivalent of the f- the, the Facebook like cleaning. Because <laughs> 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 it happened right after New Year's. They're like, your material is no longer suitable for iTunes. We're like, what? No, no, oh, no. you know what? Good. Because te- if it's suitable for iTunes, forget it. <laughs> it's, right? a te- it's a technical glitch. We'll be no. back on yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah, some sort of mistake. Um, <laughs> in that case, uh, sorry, guys, but we no longer want to do this podcast. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. It's been real. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, the boys. Thank you for the shout-out, Adam. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, Really good to see you guys. And if it wasn't for, actually, Fire in the Hole, because <laughs> I really do love you guys. i got a little two-year-old daughter, so I haven't been getting out as much. But uh, I think Fire in the Hole at least let me see you guys three more times. Than I would have normally seen you. So nice. at least uh, Fire in the Hole allows me to see you guys. But I'm a little uh, disappointed. I was like, to see you. I was waiting for some sort of like I conceived my daughter because of the show or <laughs> something like really uh, powerful like that. <laughs> <laughs> One of your shows made us so hot for so each other. Just, well, <laughs> and then I'd be like, which episode? Because we don't we don't do anything. Well, like actually, it. <laughs> it is a true story because of Fire in the Hole. I do have a daughter. Oh, there you go. But see? not your fire in the hole. Uh, <laughs> see, you have to steal our thunder. Okay. Sapporo. Okay. Right. You got you to edit that out, <laughs> Richard? Code, edit. <laughs> yeah, 39. My mother's a penis is still <laughs> my favorite one. Star, Boy, star, star. star. Uh, Can you draw a little scissor next to <laughs> <laughs> <Justin> <laughs> scissors? Cut.
it out. And a knife. Some more cutting implements. There we go. So influences by my my first influence. I got to talk about it before, I guess. But is definitely Eric Clapton is is basically the guy that got me into. Uh, just playing in general. He's all right. Uh, he's okay. I mean, uh, he's been around maybe too slow long hands. and slow hand. Who is this guy? You know. Uh, but his stuff uh, with uh, that's where he's I think uh, Carney. Yeah, he's lazy. That's why he's so slow. Uh, I think that's where Carney and I get along with very well. Is uh, I mean, Cream especially with uh, Clapton stuff and uh, Carney being a uh, huge Ginger Baker fan, we uh-huh. sort of uh, get along well there. And from Clapton, I really spread out into all his influences, which I think most artists should do. Whoever you love, you should see who they love and then figure out, you know, where they go. So because of him, I got really into blues and, and those things. Yeah. And what? And techno. Old Dirty Bastard. Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, it's, it's just an sync. organic progression. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, Aqua. right? <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Those kind of things. Yeah. We um, did that once, actually. I mean, that's just a really simple progression there. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. there's there's no point to talk about it. It's so obvious. Yeah. Clapton to uh, Aqua. 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 And, uh, we did Barbie Boys Girl, though. Those it, things. We're Kesha. joking <laughs> about Barbie Girl, but we've done Barbie Girl. Barbie girl. We We've actually have played Barbie Girl a lot. <laughs> uh, and cut it out. Cut it out. You yeah, when that Metro joined, that was that, that was the last time we did it. I have no joke. <laughs> <laughs> there's no joke. It's already there. got nothing. The joke's already been... It's too easy. Eric Clapton, is it right that it was uh, he was known as Slow Hand until he made the uh, song Cocaine? Uh, well, the that'll, reason that'll Metzger's definitely ask <laughs> you off your hand. <laughs> doing the interviewing yeah. part now. The uh, the reason I believe the reason why it's called Slow Hand is uh, in uh, somewhere in England, I guess most of England, everywhere, I guess there used to be British. something called oh, a no. uh, find the hole. There used to be com- something called a slow hand clap. Okay. So when things were going well, yeah, that slow hand clap would start, right? And uh, apparently he would often uh, break strings, and during the time of a string break, he would actually change it on stage to keep playing, in which case a lot of people would do the slow hand clap while he was doing it. And since his name was Clapton, they were they used to call oh. him Slow Hand Clapton. And then it just slow hand and... Uh, Damn, wow. that's clever. Apparently. You anyway. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, I hope. <laughs> you heard it here years. first. Uh, anyway. um, breaking mystery. news. Breaking news. The Clapton mystery. The Clapton mystery. Right here, ladies A gentlemen. moment of our heritage. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> it's one knowing, to grow on. Knowing's half the battle. Yo, Joe. Uh, yo, Joe. That's my favorite one. There we go. I'm sorry, uh, did you want to add something to that? No, I was just making noise. Okay. All right. Well, you could just do it in the mic. That's what that's what the drummer does. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Carney in the mic, maybe uh, maybe Alex could give him a little lesson on how to hold the mic when he's talking because he's doing the Stevie Wonder thing a lot. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's bad for the podcast. So I respect that. Yeah. Respect he doesn't that. do back vocals. That's it. No, not it's yet. Okay, I'm <laughs> adjusting. Again, I'm adjusting I, s- I see uh, Richard's always you a know very drummer playing with the like, uh, Very drummer like uh, you know he's self-effacing. Yeah, that's it. That's what yeah, okay. do. His mother's a pee. Next podcast. Yes, loud. He has to be the loudest, but the softest. <laughs> all that right. stuff. Okay. Uh, Was there? A, okay. Ta- enough about how many, how much you agree on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what what bands are like? How can you listen to that? Like, are, is there any like bands I don't like? Like, are there any bands that you Give guys you like pleasures. don't agree on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pleasures. There's a, all of my it, bands. Basically, all of <laughs> Alex's bands. And until this podcast, I don't think the rest of the AA meeting realize what his influences are. And if anybody wants to audition for singing for AA meeting, uh, please give us a call at one eight eight AA meeting. Eight eight. No, we only have two eights. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have good. time for the third eight. Too many uh, in terms of numbers. bands over uh, instead of artists, I mean, obviously, like uh, Carney, uh, Zeppelin, and uh, all these bands got me going. And as I got actually more. Uh, more in my teens, 
my brother used to listen to a, a band. I think they're from Canada. Maybe you guys can help me out on that. Uh, they were called the Tragically Hip. 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 And uh, yeah, I think. Uh, think I think they're from Canada. Yeah, somewhere from around Kingston, here. No? Kings. Kingston, maybe, yeah. Um, and these guys just uh, album after album after album just totally knocked. I think all four of our <laughs> socks off. That's probably our. Yeah, especially since our, you know it was basically the same album every time. Just yeah. <laughs> I needed to do um, that again. <laughs> last, uh, last uh, uh, fire in the hole <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna do. Uh, There's so many yeah. cables they can strangle me with, guys. You, know, <laughs> you could only see the cables. <laughs> You won't uh, know who killed me. <laughs> no, this is my last broadcast. <laughs> it's okay. Help. We'll have you back. We know you're kidding around. But uh, yeah, the hip really, it took me a while to warm up to them actually because uh, his voice uh, has changed over many albums. And uh, he used to have a pretty shaky voice. Uh, that little, uh, like he did quite a bit, I guess. And um, after I, like, it seems like every time I hear these guys, any song, any album, something new comes up that I never really heard before. And that's why I just love them so much. I mean, everyone talks about Gord, obviously, which is kind of why AA Meeting got back together. Uh, but as a band, I mean, they're just they're just incredible. They're, they're so good. They're so tight. They know what they're doing. They support Gord. And Gord just goes up there, and he now, well, not now, I guess, but he had the reins to just do whatever he wanted because the band just held everything together. And uh, Chemistry. The, the chemistry was amazing. And, they, I mean, they were, like, friends from... Elementary or high school? Like, they, they were friends since 85 and played in a band for 30 years. Like, I, I don't know if I've known anybody for that long. And these guys played music mm-hmm. for that long. So, obviously, they knew each other. And, obviously, with Gord's um, death and him having uh, getting crazy cancer and uh, how much it affected him. Actually, that's what brought the AA meeting back together uh, on the last show that uh, CBC was showing. Uh, like, many people across Canada... Uh, Alex held a uh, huge party in his backyard with a big screen outside, and oh, uh, nice. we, uh, you know, projected the uh, the cool. live show, and we had you know a bunch of people there crying and sobbing and drinking and really? doing all kinds. Of, it was it was just a really cool experience. And uh, the the last four guys left over were the band. The four uh, it was the first time we met. Uh, well, it was the first time uh, <laughs> Cowboy. Everyone's and I. gone. Let's form a band. Let's form a band. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do, right? The guys who were left. That's let's what play I music. do. Sure. Um, and, I, and that sparked us just to start playing again. That's cool. And um, with uh, Gord starting his uh, Downey Winchek Foundation, which is uh, the foundation for reconciliation with the Aboriginals and non-Aboriginals. Whoa, hang on a second. Slow down. Okay. How did that happen? Uh, you ha- segued from, from Tragically Hip into yeah. this. I feel like I'm missing a, a piece of this. Okay, well, uh, Gord Downey, yes. who's the uh, lead singer of the Tragically Hip, while he was on his last uh, years, uh, in his last sort of maybe last three or four years, uh, he's he's a great Canadian in terms of uh, he loves Canada, but he doesn't love it unconditionally. And he realizes that uh, Canada could be even greater than what most people think it is because we always say, oh, Canada, we're so peaceful, we're so this, and, and we're nice. And we are for a? the extent. A? Meeting? Canada A? And... Um, uh, Gord was always good at sort of pointing out the things that weren't so great about Canada and what we should do to make it better. And as he was uh, getting older, uh, he he started... Because he always, when he would tour, he would always like go for walks and he liked to see all the little nooks and crannies of Canada, which a lot of people don't know. I mean, I don't. Uh, so he'd check all this out and I think he started to realize that, wait a second, like, yes, we're, we're, we're a nation, but 
we've only really been one for 150 years, and that was because we sort of came and took over from people who have been here already, and the monstrosities we've done to the Aboriginal people, I mean, like, you know, the people around here haven't done that because it was so far back. I have. Uh, no, <laughs> I know you have. That was inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> we'll edit that one out, Richard. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, what really inspired me with Gord is uh, once he sort of realized that, wait a second, we're missing something here. Like, I love Canada, but Canada isn't what we think it is in terms of what about all the people that were here first right. and all the stuff that we're not doing or that we're not including and even certain stats and certain things that we put out don't include the Aboriginal or the First Nations peoples. So it's all skewed. And everyone sort of thinks, hey, we're this big, happy Canada. You're like a ghost nation. like Exactly, exactly. And ass, bad and bad name, ghost yeah, nation. No, but it, that is a name Let's of an album, guys. maybe. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, they're, yeah, like they're, they're an invisible people. They, they definitely are. And uh, in my line of work, I work with uh, uh, troubled youth, and the, the whole story that Gord started uh, with The Secret Path, which is an album he did uh, basically on his deathbed, which was about uh, basically a, you know, a kid who got taken away from his family and put into a residential school. That's already a horror story. But if you think about when this happened, and not only was the kid taken away from his family, he was taken away from his culture, his livelihood, uh, his language, and everything he knows, and was told that was all wrong. And uh, it's not really a story. It's about one kid. That was no, a story. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of yeah, people. I knew but some Micmac guys. Yeah. Make that exact story. Exactly. exactly. And it's I mean, soap in their mouth, literally, when they spoke their language. Actual terrible. Soap. And yeah. you're going to burn in hell, in our Christian hell, if you don't believe this, even though their culture really is about the earth and how to live amongst animals, life, and keeping the planet safe. Right. And, you know, so Gord really tapped into this and it really affected him and i just we all feel it's just so incredible that this guy on his deathbed i mean if you find out with you yeah Yeah. and if you found out like hey i'm I'm on my deathbed what are you gonna do you're probably just gonna say hey i have a open pass to just sort of hang out and do whatever the hell i want yet gore go to best buy oh yeah last 24 hours yeah i mean yeah (laughs) check your drones (laughs) bit of shopping spree (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah, so this um the, the whole thing like touched you guys and then it led to it it led to us uh kind of saying hey you know what let's Gord's sick um he might be dying we don't know when he's gonna last let's just play a show in honor of Gord that's kind of how it started and then we were thinking how can we raise money and I mean for me personally that we were talking about well let's raise money for cancer and I, I mean we've all known people go through cancer and and personally I have a weird feel about uh, cancer funds. I'm not quite sure where the money's actually going. Yeah, it's a bit hazy. Yeah, I'm, I work for a cancer foundation. I just sort of feel like I don't know where the money's going. I that feel like if we haven't found a, that was a big talk we had had. Yeah, we all want to do it. Period. Yeah, and I, I've done charities, and I just I That's don't know. Right. And when Gord's, even when Gord, you know, was dying of cancer, he was working on raising awareness and knowledge and funds to bridge the gaps and make Canada even better than what it kind of already is. And he sort of said, you know, it took a seven generations, 150 years to sort of, you know, destroy what the First Nations people had. And it's probably going to take seven more generations to make it right. But we got to start now. And what I loved about it was it wasn't this, you know, because the pendulum comes and swings and then goes completely the other way. And he was very, no, it can't go the other way. We have to do this together. We're all here now. Wait, and the pendulum swinging the other extreme would be like 
too many subsidies, too much support, yeah. not enough incentive for progress. Yes. And at the same time, it was going to divide us more. Right. And in, in a crazy time of the world where everything's being divided and divided, you're part of this, you're part of this, part of this. Gord sort of said, no, we're all in this together, man. Let's go. And it all touched us. And then I sort of said, because I work with a lot of uh, um, people from Kujwak and uh, oh, yeah. uh, sort of, you know, the, the Inuit people. And I find it strange that they come to me and I have to help them out. And they're, you know, I'm, I'm a very white, typical <laughs> looking guy. That's true. Which most of them, <laughs> you know, have been taught that we're the white devil, right? So now I'm here to sort of help them get back to their regular way of being yet they're kind of petrified of me and well, i just it's because of disney movies because that's what pocahontas yeah that's that she's whole <laughs> that that she is but that is the whole thing no it's like it's a touchy subject because like you genu genuinely want to help but you also are going to have to fight that stigma of being like oh look it's think, the white yeah. man coming to save us he's so brave i, th I think um our role if anything is and that's what we obviously want to push here tonight is to talk about the two shows we're going to be oh. doing for this foundation. Uh -huh. uh, the money is one thing, but I think what Alan, uh, what Adam explains so well that I can't is just the awareness we're going to bring up and the people we've invited out and the people that are helping us uh, to make this a success because we haven't even done them yet. And so the, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. The foundation is called... So the foundation that uh, Gord has touted is called the Downey Winchek Foundation, mm -hmm. fund. or fund, Downey for short, fund. I okay. guess fund, and it it really is, uh, there really is to raise, do three things: uh, raise awareness, and give knowledge of what has already happened, and to really have a reconciliation of the non-Aboriginals and the Aboriginal Start peoples the of Canada. Type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the show you guys are doing? Sorry. Yeah, we're doing two actually. Uh -huh. So we, we got. Um, February 2nd and February 6th. February 2nd and February 6th, a lot of people ask us why. Last year we came up with this idea, but uh, time ran out on us a little bit. And why we want to do it on those dates, uh, February 6th would have been uh, Gord Downey's 54th birthday this year. Okay. So Shit, he died young. Yeah. And, and there's, there's another yeah. coincidence. You yeah, have to I'll, I'll bring that up. Um, so when I went to, to see these two bars, these bars who are super supportive of our idea, um... I was like, guys, do you mind if we do this here? It's for the, they were all super like into it, um, and the money we're gonna raise is gonna be amazing. But I think the awareness that we're gonna bring up, just my buddies, my buddies are the nicest guys in the world, but they don't really know anything about this. Fire the hole. Um, be the best one yet. So I think the I think the first show, February second, is great. Uh, it's at McKibben's uh, Vaudray. Great, it's uh, bangers. And it's Nash. it's mm. the yes, it's the yeah. first time they're gonna let an originals band play. Uh, okay. in their bar the owner has given us a keg of beer to draw all the money for the draw is going to go to the foundation um so we're really looking for that's a big bar it's huge these guys are used to he's played in front of thousands of people i've never played more than hi uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for me i'm really excited about that and february 6th which is actually gord's birthday and this is a total coincidence um when adam and i talked about doing this we're like what day could we do this? And he's like, hey, when's Gord Downey's birthday? So we look. We see February 6th. February 6th was the one day that we played a show and we had launched our album, which is eight years ago, 2010. That was the last show we had played. And we didn't, obviously, when we played February 6th, 2010, we didn't know that was Gord Downey's birthday. Uh, so when we saw that, we're like, man, 
That's it's all of it together. So we're playing downtown here. We're playing at a place called Les Calier mm-hmm. from seven to nine. The guy opening for us, and sorry, I have to say this: the two bands coming to open for us are sensational bands. And they Do- are Doctor Mantrap is opening for us. Friends of ours, we play with them in November. They're coming to open for us February second, February sixth. Uh, Monsieur Philippe Coutier, aka Philish. Philish. Uh, he's a French artist. This guy is. I I I, I I'm surprised. Yeah. Re- retire. Yeah. He's French. Are you sure he's French? Yeah. Philippe Coutier. Uh, great, great artist. If people uh, come and see him yep. and leave after, I'll understand. And, and also, like, on the 6th, it's a repeat of what we did eight years ago. Yeah. Because he, he, he opened up for us yeah. when we launched our album at uh, Saint Saint Ambroise. Uh, yeah. He's like a beast. Yeah. Guy's amazing. Okay. Unleashed. And then. Uh, a little shout out to a band named Too Many Unknowns who they saw our idea, they saw our video on, on Facebook, and now they've invited us to, for us to open for them on the Saturday, February 10th. So we're actually doing three shows that week. The February 10th is not for the foundation, but we're still, we're, we're going to do a little thing for Gorn so, that night. So, so you, you guys mentioned, um, you mentioned, Adam, having concerns about what is being done with monies given to charities and stuff. What makes this one different, apart from the fact that, of course, Gordon uh, uh, started? Uh, what I are they doing with the money? What's I feel what's this done? one. What I really sort of like about it is, it seems like they're taking the money and using it first and foremost to actually just sort of spread the knowledge about what has happened in the past. And something that Gord said too, because all of a sudden there's like this guilt, like I feel this little guilt of like, I wasn't sure if I should be proud to be a Canadian, you know, and I love Canada, and I was like, wait a second, what? really do I what's going on and it seems like the way Gord explained it and reading through the fund and I've actually talking to some people at the foundation telling me about the shows and they're, they're pretty good at getting back to me and stuff and I feel first and foremost they're just like listen we one we just want to get it out there so that people know what happened and it was 150 years ago so we recognize it wasn't people today that did that but if we don't know what happened, and it's not that far back. Right? It's not far back. It, it's not it's far back. Three generations. This, that's it. This is crazy to me. And what I really liked was uh, when Gord's talking about it, he's really mentioning that we didn't know this was going on in schools. As a kid, I was not taught that you know the European settlers came over here and hunky dory, everything's fine, and we settled and we made we colonized, we did this and that. But it wasn't really explained to us that it was. You know, genocide the Aboriginal people that were here, and even though they came over here, the Aboriginal people helped them, made sure they were okay. They were all dying, and they right. and then all of a sudden it was basically you're with us or we're gonna kill you. I had an Inuit history teacher um, oh, in secondary two. I didn't know he was Inuit. I was just like, he's weird looking, <laughs> just because I'd, I'd never seen Wait, that it. type of person before, right? And uh, he did. He gave us the raw, like I think he. That's why he became a history Amazing. teacher. And so this is a super religious, super uptight, uniform, private school thing. And he's just laying it on us like, and there was a massacre here. And right. here they killed the women and the children. And we're just like, oh, yeah. God. So we actually accidentally got like the actual skinny on That's what happened. That's fantastic, though. But clearly, yeah, it's not the same way they don't teach us how to pay rent. Yeah. And the actually, we are talking about the schools, but the, the book Secret Path yeah. is through the foundation they're helping. It's going into the schools now. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah. Secret Path book with the recording, the song goes with every chapter of the book, and we we all have it at home now. Yeah. It's amazing. But the schools now, it's okay. in schools in Canada. There's, yeah. there, so that's I, like, and that's the, the secret the Secret Path, the by the way, was yeah. uh, not Gord's last album, but one of his. I can't believe he did two albums while he was dying. But his main project while he was sort of on his deathbed was this album called Secret Path, 
and a fantastic uh, Canadian artist, Jeff Lemire, uh, decided to link up with him, and he did all the artwork for it. And The Secret Path is about uh, Cheney Winchek, which is the Downey Winchek Foundation. And uh, basically, as a boy, he was taken away from his home, put in a residential school, and then he wanted to go back home. So he went to the train tracks, and he basically tried to walk back home, but home miles. was yeah. 600 miles away, which is, what, like 800 kilometers? Or yeah. That's far. So, but he didn't really know. So the whole whole show is about, or the whole a cartoon and album is about, you know, Cheney trying to get back home. And Gord actually went to the family uh, the remaining members of Cheney's family and spoke with them and said, do you mind if I do this? Like I want to, and they loved it. They felt it was great. Then he even did a performance of it with the cart. And it, it's just amazing. And I found like it was tough to watch. Feels good. And to know that this guy in his deathbed uh, basically did that. Like we were talking about, if you knew you were going to maybe have, you had terminal brain cancer, you're going to die. Hey, you have the green light to do whatever you want. You know, you can run also, red lights. Also, you're a millionaire. Yeah, you can, yes. Yeah, right? I you can do whatever. You really can do whatever you want. But he decided, no, what I have to do is, is make sure this story yeah. gets out. And um, that really resonated with me. And in reading where the money goes, it seems like they're really, I mean, I hope. <laughs> it seems like it to me uh, compared to the cancer foundations that I've worked for. Where I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm losing where the money is going. It seems like this one they're really taking and they're putting it back out so that the non-Aboriginal people <laughs> can learn what happened and the Aboriginal people can start getting themselves out there uh, and being yeah. part Healing of the wounds. different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cadence, what do you think about the Aboriginal situation? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Undecided. 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 She's, she's undecided. still learning. She's working on it. Yeah. Keep working on it. She's texting. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, we get. We got to get the kids involved. Absolutely. We're not going to solve this Absolutely. problem. No. We're not cool enough. No. Well, and again, as Gord said, uh, two things. Uh, Alex and I were lucky enough to go to the second last Tragically Hip show yeah. uh, in Ottawa. Oh, it was it was crazy. We were sitting behind the stage. And things that struck us there, uh, well, me anyway, uh, Gord said two major things. One, he said... Um, Please take care of each other. Uh, and, you know, he could have talked about, you know, I'm dying of cancer. This, and he didn't. He said, I need you to take care of each other. And he said, I want you to look north and do something. And those two words, I don't know. They just, they haven't left my head since I've heard him say that live. And he said it again on the CBC last show we did that was broadcast everywhere. And that seemed to really strike a chord, I think, with all four of us. Pretty, pretty terrible. Uh, I mean, I, I meant to say really <laughs> powerful. It is very powerful. I and, really uh, wanted to be in the hip my whole life, but I just couldn't get into that band at all. Mm. And I felt like the one man that didn't understand sports in a group of really sports-heavy dudes. So when people are like, the hip, right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking greatest band ever. Yeah. I Canada. knew that they were good. I still know they were good, but it just it's one of those tragic... It's like Mastodon. I, I know they're amazing, but I cannot... It just, there's, I can't click with them, you know? But it, it will happen. Maybe, maybe. It's like uh, someday you'll hear like I was maybe, like that maybe. before. Like when I was younger, I was like the hip, you know. It was like you know, I'm 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 a French Canadian guy, and sure. I'm from a background of people like v voting Parti Québécois and all that stuff. The hip was like the Can Canada's like band, the worst yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like more into Beau Dommage, you know, like Beau Dommage, the Quebec band. It's like the equivalent of the tragically hip, but in, in Quebec. Yeah. No, no, that's uh, another guy. But anyways, I know uh, what you mean. So, but then like when I grow older, like. F this, you know, identity thing. Yeah. I, I'm just me. Music I'm, is I'm, music. Yeah, and and just knowing that 
Gord was just like he's a Canadian by default, but he was kind of like I'm I'm a human, and you know I, I don't really care about all that that flag uh, flag waving uh, stuff, you know. So, uh, but I discovered them like later on, and then I got all their albums, and I'm really you know discovering it, it uh -huh. you know, like for the first time, you know. Sure, maybe it'll happen. To it's me. a bit overwhelming because they I had so much Nails albums at first. Yeah. And then now I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like the last album. Nine Inch Nails is the greatest thing ever happened. Yeah. Like, I changed my mind. So, yeah, we never know. Yeah, and I got a f similar story to that, too. Uh, I was a little late to the to the hip party, too. I always heard their music, liked it. It was fun. Uh, my you had brother, no choice. It was on the radio. All the yeah, time. it was always there, right? <laughs> but, it, but because it was always there and it was yeah. always their new stuff, and I was just like, yeah, they're there. Whatever. But I never really, I was exploring all kinds of different stuff and trying to find new music and, again, my punk band roots in the 90s and that, I was just doing other you stuff. You kind of had to hate the hip if you were a punk in band. In one sense, right? You went the other way. My brother and sister, like, they went to every show and my sister flew in to, to go to them with my brother and I always passed it up. And I actually saw them for the first time in Toronto, uh, which was their last show. And my sister come up and met me. And that was the first time I met them or, or saw them. Uh, and I remember leading up to that, we were talking about it. My sister was like, you've really got to listen to their music. They helped me through a lot of tough times in my life. And, you know, I just put that in, in the back of my head, not thinking much of it. But then I started to talk to other people about it. And they all said the same thing, like a certain song that, that the hip wrote just really resonated with them. And, you know, I went through something in my life recently was around that time and I started listening to their music and I was like, wow, I can see that and I can grab onto that and understand what he's saying and it helped me get through it. So that's what converted me into to these guys and, and made me realize, you know, for so many years and so many people they affected, uh, I can only imagine, you know, it's a little, little bit late for me being there compared to some other people who were there from the beginning, but wow, what an influence yeah. and, and what a way to touch people in so many different levels. Yeah. These guys are there. Hmm. Wow. So you have okay. a chance still. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I worse now. I think <laughs> I I think what would be important for anybody who's listening like like you and thinking ah that's not my thing, I understand. And um, coming from a guy who likes to spin doctors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, I feel you guys. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I love I love very 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 heavy and very fast, you know, yeah. metal music. So I'm constantly that guy that's like can't play his music at parties you know i get it i get it um it i feel you music. but it, whether whether people will like it or not i think i think i think what the tragically hip did for our age group is they gave us that when we're going to be older we're going to be like we were lucky we grew up when the gord downey was there for real yeah okay. i think i think in in the history of canada i'm not saying he's the <clears throat> biggest song I mean, there's Gordon Lightfoot to my father, and there's you know, there's all these other Celine Dion. Celine Dion for some French Canadian. That's okay. Yeah. The guess who? I the think who? I think in twenty or thirty years it'll be something that we grew up in the Gord Downey era. Um, I'm a big sports guy, and everybody's like Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr, dude. I don't know. I I saw Sidney Crosby, and I think for twenty thirty years from now we're gonna be like we saw Sidney Crosby. I think we got Gord Downey musically. Yeah. I don't like Sidney Crosby. I'm we gonna be like uh, I saw PK Subban. <laughs> Be given away and then be amazing. <laughs> maybe Do you should, know this? Maybe we should play. Some okay, no, we're not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, I have not. I've, I haven't been to the Bell Center since June 29th, two thousand sixteen. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Punish them. That's the only way this, to learn. I've, I've not been to the Bell Center. That, I haven't watched a Habs game either. Punish since then. them. Don't get me started on PK. Yeah, that was my boy. Anyway, all that to say, but sorry. So the February second show, I forgot to say this. Yes. McGibbons has agreed to play hip music all night. So our opening battle play. Except for 
We're going to play Gord music. Uh, then we're going to go on for an hour and a half, almost two hours, and then it's going to be all the hit. And we're not we're not going to be awesome. a cover band of yeah. Tragically Hip. We're going to play our own songs, but we're going to you know do a wink. We have two songs that are from the Hips or whatever related catalog. So okay. yeah, teaser. for the fans, teaser. yeah. Teaser. I, I kind of like the one where he keeps going. Thirty-five years old, never kissed yeah. a girl. I like that one. Yeah, I don't know which song that is. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years old. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, well that one's really good. In his thirties. Oh. Yeah. Thirty, thirty something. I just I was like I don't know what the song's about, but I kind of. About a guy who's been to jail. Oh, okay. A girl. That yeah, makes sense. Okay, now that's and, really and then he found, <laughs> and then he met like Katy Perry, <laughs> and then you know he kissed a girl and I liked it, and it was like, oh, that's your song. And I, I thought it was about a really shy dude, and uh, it's about a crushing tale of imprisonment, incarceration. And then and then Katy Perry, oh, she sang like fireworks, and then tragically was like, well, you got fireworks too. Yeah, yeah. It all Sorry. full circle. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So to add something to that, uh, you know, with our music, even though on February 2nd and the 6th, uh, we're playing for, you know, Gord and and the Hip and and the One Jack Foundation, uh, I got the question asked to me recently, okay, so I'm going to come February 2nd, are you guys doing like a Hip tribute or what's your deal? I said, no, we're playing our own music. And she said, well, like, how are you, you know, tributing that band without playing their music so songs, we're, yeah. yeah we're doing a couple covers and gonna get people into it but there are songs that we love and we want to play and we put our own spin on it i said but what brings us together kind of like band? spin doctors a little bit <laughs> no. so we'll put our own spin doctor on. i mean i mean <laughs> i know that's a weird thanks for throwing that in for alex yeah, the <laughs> eyebrows looking really happy right now <laughs> i got you bro i got you back yeah, no, but the reality is, is a lot of our music is is influenced from these guys. Yeah. It was a band that brought us together yeah. uh, for different reasons, yeah. like we talked about, but also because of the timing of it, yeah. it brought the four of us together in the same yeah. room. Exactly. Uh, and then a lot of our music is just kind of influential of it because we were really mm-hmm. into it, obviously, with, with Gord being sick and, it's, and all the publicity. The title is uh, Night of Music in Honor of Gord Downey, so we're not like doing hip songs because Gord Downey was an artist foremost, and he liked, you know, that unknown band, yeah, you know, you're embracing the spirit of yeah, the thing. Yeah, he, he was a creator, exactly. so yeah. imitating. So you're, you're, you're okay. Yeah, okay. You're paying tribute to him by being creative yourselves. Yeah, and then like contributing to his foundation. You know, right. like that's yeah. that's also being. Richard, you into hip? I never check with you on that. Yeah, I used to. I mean, casually. I'm just Ca- trying to get him to talk. Casually into hip. No, really, casually. What does that mean? Like casually I, I, hip. I, 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 casually hip. Like you see each other, <laughs> but you don't want to label it. Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said just he's casually hip. hip. <laughs> uh, this this is Richard's probably favorite podcast because there's so many of us here. He literally doesn't have to say a word. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or or can say a word. Yeah, we're it's talking really, a lot. It's more of a can than a want to. I'm working here, guys. I'm working. I got, I got stuff to do. Yeah, man. Richard. <laughs> uh, Richard is the podcast. He's the gourd of this, of this, of this, <laughs> this <operation>. foundation. <laughs> <laughs> foundation. One thing uh, I, I don't want to go back on the PK thing, but um, we are on February sixth. Just we are like back just a little bit. Just we're going to be premiering. Good man. Well, we're going to be premiering a song because I I write a a lot of our songs are written. I try to do a little bit of the gourd thing. It's about stuff. I don't write songs about what do you feel. And we wrote a we wrote our first ever French song about PK. And we're premiering it wow. February 6th. That is the most Quebec yeah, thing I've ever heard yes. in my life. Guess the name of the song. <laughs> bilingual. It's a bilingual title. Um. 
That would really mess me up. <laughs> I have a very dark mind. I'm just going to let you guys tell me. Okay, go ahead. 76. Uh, so, but just to go back to the PK thing, and I'm like, I know every single NHL player. Like, I'm a big NHL guy. And we grew up in a city that we didn't see the Habs win at my age. And I'm like, you know, 37 years old. I saw the Habs win once. That was the one guy who wanted to play here. He was the one guy who, Twice. the second he got drafted, hey, we were six years old the oh, first okay. time. He was the one guy who wanted to play here. He was the one guy, when he dra- got drafted, was crying. And for them to trade him, and I still don't give a fuck what the reason is, that was my guy. Okay. They lost you. They lost you a little bit that day. That day, well, I used to sit in my buddy, our our, our uh, social media team. Frank is my best friend. He does all our social stuff when we're playing. I used to sit in bars with him. Up coming to this, I said, "Dude, if I ever they trade him, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna get emotional here, but that was my boy." I just want to say we talked about Gord, who's actually dead and no tears. He's talking about a guy yeah, who's still alive. <laughs> Has a lot of money. Yeah. And it's another town. Yeah. And he's getting yeah. emotional. I'll say one thing, though. I'll say this. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying yeah. this is how much this shit yeah. meant well, to you. you but should, I'll, I'll you say one thing. Him at, the go- at the last show that uh, we watched outside with yeah. Gordon. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt. I'm just, but, I'm just playing. But, but PK um, <laughs> last year came two wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. And for the guy who was the problem yes. on the team, it's total fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and. The day these guys said, God, Alex, we're going to do it again, I was super happy and pumped, right? I'm like, I'm doing a song for PK. Yeah. Okay. And, and and funny fact, like the day that Gord passed away, I was at home and I was just like, you know, just working on songs. And I was like, oh, how can I pay tribute to Gord? And, and I wrote and I like because he sent me the lyrics to 76 like a week before. Yeah. I haven't like come down to like writing it and then just started writing something and on that day yeah. i recorded 76 on the day that gord passed away yeah. i sent that to this guy uh, i'm pointing at alex there the nhl uh, fan there yeah. and he was like i don't know man about that song i don't know about uh, I don't, the feel i don't it's too soft and and, and then he he, lo- he likes oh, it now. i love it yeah i guess this is a natural segue into the question that i wanted to ask you guys earlier what the process is like how do you for i've I've listened to music my whole life. I went to musical school. I pissed away all everything that I got was learned there. I was t- I was taught classical piano. I was taught like everything that you could possibly dream of musically, and I did nothing with it. Uh, but I'm buying a MIDI keyboard. Everybody, good news. Nice. Good news. <laughs> it's all gonna pay, it's all gonna pay off. Full slow, full slow hands, everybody. Yeah. Slow hands. Um, and uh, one thing that has always fascinated me, especially with Ozzy Osbourne. How the fuck does he write songs? Yeah. Well, <laughs> when he can't talk. What, what's good with us is there's no really there's no way of doing it. There's been a way like lately of doing it. Uh-huh. A fire in the hole. Yeah, we've missed a that fire one. Fire in the hole. But um, yeah, there's no like really there's no way of doing it. Is uh, no one it, one it, set. It way. happens like uh, for like some of the, the newer songs. What happened is uh, Alex would send me the lyrics, and I would be at home in, in my home studio and just like you know inventing the song and then sending it to those guys and they would learn it and they would practice it and then it would be great and it would it would hang on like you come up with bass parts or the whole thing 
No, the whole I like do a drum part okay. on my on my computer. I would I'm a guitarist, so I, I record keyboard. Uh, keyboard. Yeah, I'm a guitarist. I record keyboards. Yeah, well, I kind of sounded like you said I'm a keytarist. I'm a keytarist. <laughs> which would have I would have just like yeah. the respect level would have just gone yeah, through. Yeah, the roof. that's my next instrument to learn. Yeah. So I would record the guitars also, <laughs> the solos and everything. But when I would send them to Adam, though, I would take out the guitars because he doesn't like hearing. Yeah, he's an artist too. He's like, I want to do my own stuff. You know, uh, a control but he, freak. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you say guitarist, it's the same thing. Means control freak. Yeah. And, but yeah, there are other times, like, we're, we would jam, and then we invent, like, a part together, and then I would go home with that part and then work on that and invent something. I okay. think I think it's important for us to also say how this all started. Is Adam and I yeah. went to his place, and we wrote 10 songs, I think, the first week we met. So uh, Adam and I wrote these songs, and that's still the playing. core part but of our ag- of our show. Again, like you have these lyrics, right? Yeah. And you're like, I know this song and it's about this and here's how the lyrics go. Yeah. But do you have like a melody in mind or you're just like... No, he's a poet. Spoking, wording it and then... He's and really then, good at structure though. He, he writes the thing. He's like yeah. first chorus, uh, first verse and then a chorus and then solo. He knows where the solo is. He doesn't know oh, yeah. what yeah, the solo I, is, I, but he I writes it. I that I want to see it, he but I let these, the three of them... Like the first... The first Part you hear that, guys? He lets you. Yeah. <laughs> the first part fight, of fight. Fight. No, That's a song. That's a song. I came here to break up this band. <laughs> no, no. But no, the, the first part of a meeting was Ab and I, and I. Yo, yo, there's yo. a couple songs I had an idea. There's a couple songs that Adam had an idea. Uh, but now I think he used the word earlier was organic. It's just I have the structure, but these three are like pros. Okay. So I let them do their thing, and I just I I fit my my lyrics around them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, every song is—I think every single song we've had is built a little okay. bit differently. Yeah. So I you're think. already writing lyrics with kind of a—you're—you're um, you're leaving these spaces open. Well, actually, sometimes he commands it because, like, for Jody, we have a song called Jody. He was like, "I want this song to be a punk song." Yeah. So I was at home, is like, "Okay, let's try to write a punk song." So I was kind of like punking it out, you know. Uh-huh. And you know, so he decides to. I think what's awesome with these like last couple of songs that we wrote. Now that we're, you know, <laughs> AA meeting 2.0, as we call it, because we're back after chapter eight years. Two. Chapter 2. Oh, chapter 2. Sorry. You guys should have those, like, coins, like, in actual AA meetings. You know, the little little coins they get? Like the one-year, two-year, anything. <laughs> Stick around, Jason. I want 10%. Uh, 10%. 10%. 10%. Well, but what's cool with that, like, for me, working with uh, the cowboy is uh, when, when he's writing songs, like, I can't believe it. Because, like I said, he'll send me the songs, and I've asked him, did you take the guitar out just so I'm not too influenced by it? But what was incredible is when I'm playing it, and then he, then I listen to the actual part of guitar that he had played himself. It's almost the same. Mm. So, and he kind of writes with thinking about so what's copying, Adam's style. He's copying you, is what you're saying. No, he's he's, he's writing a song that allows me to be me in it, versus saying okay. like this is what I want to hear. And I just the, the man's right. a genius. So it's, it's like really cool when a friend with. of yours gives you a jacket, and it's like you're like, oh, he knows what I like. He's giving me. He knows I would totally wear this. And I do the same thing for Alex's vocals because, little it be known, when I send the guys the demos, I sing on it. Like I'm just like I'm, and I'm singing as Alex would sing. I'm not going like, oh, like I'm just going like. Is that Alex? No, that Alex, Alex is, is Alex not like that. No, that. Al- no, Alex is really like more. Of, oh, hey, <laughs> it's back. <laughs> but you know, so but you you kind of like just you kind of like. Yeah. You kind of like Jima Jama Jima, like... I imitate him, like, so, in the sense okay. of, like, I, I do what he would have 
Like a lead track kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's it. Like just a ghost get, track. Okay. Like just like uh-huh. so he knows like the melody and all that stuff. So then when I would come to the jam, he's like he learns it and he's doing it as I did it. And okay. he, sometimes he changes a word or two, but you so know. you're clearly like tapping into the actual knowing each other, and yeah. that's actually helping, right? You know what the other guy likes, or what did the other guys kind of might? Okay, how did the drums come in? Yeah, so you know, I, I'm a little bit newer to the dynamic uh, with these guys, and the, the interesting thing with this band is everybody has kind of a unique dynamic. Me and Alex know each other outside of this environment. Uh, they know each other, and everybody knows each other, and and uh, you know, as musicians, we're starting to learn to come together. Uh, different right now and stuff. <laughs> over me yeah we're gonna hear a bit of it later right you guys yeah play absolutely for us? Yeah. awesome okay you go know, ahead in, in, call an audible and play what sound size maybe but tight but tight <laughs> <laughs> wow well <laughs> done Toronto yeah. nice <laughs> so I'm just gonna you know, nod but the one thing that's been Where great about everyone this yelling is, you know, <laughs> obviously for, for the songwriting of the newer stuff I'm just gonna talk over you clowns uh, is the, the anchors are, are obviously uh, Matthew and, and Alex but uh, we're able to use technology to our advantage you know we record almost all of our jams uh, we're not like other bands uh, where we can meet three times a week we meet every two weeks on a Monday and, and you know this is a rare Monday you know, uh-huh. as you yeah, can this is like my Dungeons and Dragons group. Yeah. This is exactly <laughs> what happens. You know, but we're also, you know, able to come together very quickly. And, and you know, we played a show in, in November was very tight for the amount of time that we played together. And everybody always, you know, they commented saying how good you guys were and how much do you practice? And at least I got those questions. And it was because of the technology. We record everything. You know, Matthew's amazing. He goes home into the home studio and whatever he does in there, God only knows, but gold comes out. <laughs> Pro tools. And, and, you know, we're, we're well, lo- I'm a Mac guy, so logic. A logic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. He pisses excellence. That's right. It's all <laughs> plugins now. Okay. Exactly. I'm here he to break up this band, guys. Screwed. I told you. I'm here to break. By it's going to be a, podcast. an A meeting. Here comes the next eight, guys. All right. Chapter yeah, three. So, so uh, because of technology, you're able to sort of yeah, work I mean, with the efficiency, a greater efficiency, even though you meet less. Exactly. So, you know, these guys See, I was listening. You know, talk about it and, uh, you know, Matthew lays down a basic track, at least for me, for the drums. It's more of a simple thing and gets a general idea of it. And then I can work on it and then come up with my own spin on it. And then at least when I show up here, we're already informed on what we're doing. We're like, hey, we're going to play copyright. We're going to play Watching Your Life or a few of the different songs that that, uh, that we've been working on. And I'm already there. It's not like, okay, what what are the words? What's this mean? What's the feel of this song? Right. It's already there. So we're able to, to, to build on it's that. It's very right collaborative. Away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's very great. unusual. Okay, all right, that's pretty cool. Uh, what are we doing, Richard? Are we are we gonna get these guys to play a little bit? What do you think? Yeah, you want to give us uh, a little bit of uh, background on some of these songs? You want to set it up? Sure. Uh, I guess I'm. What uh, is '76 yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was we not. Were, we were not gonna play it. Yeah, that's not on the tonight's <laughs> set list. Unfortunately, we want to keep a couple of surprises for the February shows. Of and course, that's one of course. Them. What are you What are you playing uh, for I'm us tonight? I'm talking too close again. That's okay. I got you. Uh, I got you. you should sing in a band. I'm just I'm just saying. Trust You're me, working no. that mic. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of range. Uh, you may not want that. I, I think. Um, <laughs> no, you, I, I feel you could play ba- the bass, and I'm crazy here, but you, you should play guitar. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, take me out of here, call an ambulance, but you should play the drums. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you guys gonna do for us tonight? Okay. Well, I think uh, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play four. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll see how it goes. And then all uh, four songs, we chose one song. Yeah, we each chose one. Basically, he, he got a poll going on on our Facebook secret page. It was like, 
Okay, choose a song, guys. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then we all chose a song. Yeah, so, so I can record me messing up the lyrics at one point. This I'm going to mess up for great. sure. I mean, this is our podcast, so we're going to sing over whatever you guys play <laughs> no afterwards. <problem>. Might be <laughs> a good Kumbaya. idea. Kumbaya. Might rap we'll over it. benefit the song. Richard yeah. loves to freestyle rap. I can't stop him once he gets It's true. But Nobody knows this, but it's true. We'll make the songs better, we call this. Um, yeah, the, the, the first one we're playing is we're playing I Don't Care first. I Don't Care is actually written in the iPhone style, so it's a small I, a big D. Uh, I Don't Care is a song that Abin and I wrote when we first met. It's about technology and how we hate it. I was hoping it would criticize technology. That's what it was. Except, um, for, we're, except for we use technology to record right. everything. Um, like I think, actually, I'll give a little bit of a, a hi to somebody. Our, our original drummer, uh, Jason Bradley. Who, Jay Brad. Jay Brad. Jay Brad. Wait a second. Uh, a friend of ours. Did who? you want to say something? Go ahead. You're holding the mic. What, what's up? I don't know what to say. But it seems like you wanted to say something. Got something to say? Do you like the tragically hip? I don't know what that means. What's Excellent. a hip? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what's what's your favorite question? like artist? I don't know. Music. There. I don't know. Is it Hootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> <laughs> Spin Doctors. <laughs> what's a Blowfish? Yeah. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Love okay. Taylor Swift. I like her too. She has a song called 22. Oh, okay, I love Taylor Swift again. Times I'm three, not the normal one. Two, seventy-six. <laughs> I'm heavily influenced by Taylor Swift. I didn't want to say it earlier. Brilliant. <laughs> Times two and a half. Times seventy-six. You're a genius. <laughs> I'm sorry, we cut you off. You no, no problem. About so your, we're, uh, I don't care. First, I don't care. Yeah. Jason Bradley was our original drummer uh-huh. who couldn't come back. It's not that you know, great guy, but he helped us make these songs what they still are today. Carney's brought in a lot of uh, consistency for us, but Jay Brad should get a bit of a shout out. Um, so we wrote I Don't Care, him and I together. Uh, that's the first one we're going to play. Then we're going to play Russian Roulette. Russian Roulette is a song uh, about one of my buddies and gambling and stupid shit like that. And <laughs> it's become one of our, it's become one of the songs that when we play live, every single person at the end says, what is that second song? Because we always played yeah. second. We There's always a lot do. of gamblers out there, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, but what they do, the dynamic duo there, you're going to see what they do during that song. It's pretty okay. wicked. And then third, we're going to play our new song that we uh, premiered in November. It's a song called Jody. Uh, it's a really crazy idea. We wrote a song and we named it after a girl. It's like a whole new thing. Wow. Nobody's ever happened. That's ne- nobody's ever done that before. Trailblazing. Uh, everywhere you go, everywhere you look, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there's a face. Um, it's a bit of a story. Um, I think, uh, anyway, it's about a, it's about a girl that's... Talking about girls, it's weird. Fictitious that we've never that? met. It's about a girl we never met, but we... Uh, we actually okay. Know. Wait, it's any, called any Jody with an I or with an I E I E with an I Jody. E. Oh, with the French flavor. Yes. Oh, we never. Yeah. Jody. Yeah. Um, we'll play a little intro to this. We'll play our intro to the song. Maybe you, you guys will figure out who it's about. Um, right. And then last, we were gonna play Twenty Two Seconds. Twenty Two Seconds is a song that um, I wrote twenty years. ago. That's one of the first songs I wrote. There's two songs that we played that I wrote when I was a teenager. One of them is Peace Should Be Away, and the other one is 22 Seconds. They're songs about me and how so stupid I can be sometimes, honestly. And uh, mm-hmm. I, try to make, I try not to make our songs too personal because I want to make it about the band and about fun stuff. I try to, re- I try to write really upbeat stuff. Even so sound size? Even so sound size. Um, yeah. But 22 Seconds is one of our favorite ones to play. So uh, who chose that one? I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Metro loves it. And so, yeah, we're going to play those four songs. Well, I, I, I had to choose it because I, I knew Carney would choose I Don't Care because yeah. it's his favorite. And I, I, I'm I growing fond of that one yeah. now. One yeah. of the first it, things... It wasn't I, until we went to Barfly. Yeah. And then we went to Barfly and whatever happened, it, it was a song we kind of grinded through as a group. And, uh, you know, it's an older song 
uh, for you guys. So it was a song that I was learning, sing a uh, legacy song, if it's you the will. The hardest one to learn. Yeah, it, it's got a few hooks in it. It's a bit tricky, and uh, I guess it came together when we did our last show, and it was just great. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm in. This brand new spanking song is our original idea of writing a song about a girl. 
Messier wants to do a little bit of an intro for as long as we don't get sued because we're stealing. This would be the little hint of what or who this song is about. We are all faithful little boys. But once in a while, in today's day and age of social media, they put the little selfies of themselves. Especially about this little girl right here. We wrote a song about the middle one, the in between one, on the 90s show. One, a two, a one, two, three, four!
blow to the head. I wish it was me instead. But we don't get to fucking choose. And it always seems we lose. I swim and I was gonna say it to you. And now I don't know what to do. So come back here, let me And we're back. Find a hole. You guys like that? Was that all right? Yeah, yeah guys, it was great. You, uh, it's like you know, we weren't even suck. here. We it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like comedy. It's comedians going, how's everyone feeling tonight? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. How's everyone doing? Make great, us laugh, Great to be here. Make us laugh. <laughs> Make us laugh. But we appreciate you guys having us. Yeah. We really appreciate this. Thank you very much. Thank, yeah, of course. I mean, thank you for having us in your private space of yeah. where you do your thing. And uh, you clearly enjoy each other and that's great absolutely uh it's almost disconcerting i'm like these guys are having way too much fun <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are we, we doing wrong naked all the time. Yeah, yeah, what are we, we're wearing clothes what happened to us weird richard guy. what happened to us Jason? we used to <laughs> enjoy doing this how why, you, how why aren't the, we having as much fun how come the fire in the whole uh interviewers ease you guys are the E's. We're the E's. Interviewer guys. But how come you're the only people with clothes on? That's maybe why you're not having fun. Like that's why we. Oh, play sure. maybe. That's yeah, true. we're a little uptight like that. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think. They're fire not in the hole. Fire 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 in the hole. Oh, fire in the hole. Oh, I, hole. Oh. I think somebody at home oh, no. should count how many fire in the hole. That's it. The irony is, it could become a drinking game. It really could. It could become a drinking game, and then I'm really trying to not have 
these Sapporo cans are all. super dangerous. Because oh. it doesn't feel like you're having that much. No, because it's small. And pretty soon you're, you've had you've had too many. And then you're speaking mm. Japanese. And you've seen it all. It's an AA meeting. But uh, Jason, that's what the AA meeting is. So if anyone pulls you over oh. right now, they would say, where have you been? You're like, AA, AA meeting. meeting. It's like a catch-all <laughs> thing. Yeah. I like it. No matter what happens, <laughs> the end result is fun. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, guys, thank you for uh, you know playing some of your songs for us. That's really cool. I got it. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, Ryan, please remind us the dates again for the the shows. Absolutely. So the next uh, couple ones are the ones that we're doing for uh, Gord's uh, Foundation. Um, the first one. Sorry, I have to do the microphone. Uh, February second, Friday, February second, McGibbon's Irish Pub. Uh, we'd be foolish not to mention that where? they have Vaudray in Vaudray. In Vaudray, the McKibbins in Vaudray. Dorian. Um, they have. I think you'll find it's Dorian. Dorian. <laughs> yes. No. What's going on? Um, they've offered us a keg party, so basically they're going to be drawing a keg party that night. So anybody who comes out and donates money to the foundation, uh, it's twenty tickets uh, for twenty bucks, and uh, the keg party is worth eight hundred bucks. It's a full keg. It's eighty-eight uh, pints. You get to go any night you want this year. Um, and you have to party with your friends. So you don't. It's not that night. It's anytime this summer yeah. or for your birthday if you want to go there. So you don't have to drink the keg before you leave. Yeah, exactly, no, exactly. Okay, so it's great. a really cool. It's leave, a cool thing. Leave your car keys at home. Be safe out there. Yeah, kids. the owner is uh, Nick. He he's been super supportive of this since the first time we spoke to him about it, and uh, we'd be foolish not to to mention it. And yeah, so we're gonna play that night. Our friends, Doctor Mind Trap, and uh, it's gonna be hits uh, by Tragically Hip all night. So it's that's lining Sweet. up for a really good one. And then and Tuesday, there's, there's no cover, right? You don't have to pay to it's, get into the show. It's, it's just be, donation. It's donations as only. As much as you want, whenever. If you, you want. think we're good and we were worth it, a lot of money, you can just go ahead and donate that. Yeah. Uh, and then, but if it, even if we're not good on that night, yeah, it's not for donate. us. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Downey Winjack. So exactly. Fund. Fund. So let's have fun, people. Let's have and fun. And let's have fund. And let's then four nights later, February sixth, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, February sixth is a place down the street here. It's on Saint Catherine. So call Lescalier. Uh, our friend Philip Puzzi is opening for us. It's a big night for us. Gord's birthday. It's also one of the anniversaries that are close to our heart. We're really looking forward to that one. And then for the people listening, if you're in Gaspé or if you're in Nova Scotia, hey, you missed one or Quebec City, we're going to do. I'll, I'll mention that one okay. at the end. We're Sorry. going to places uh, that uh, we've never played before. Uh, Bay Saint Paul. Uh, we're going to uh, a little place in Carleton in the Gaspé coast. We're going to Nova Scotia to a place called Bridgewater Frankenstein's. Um, Devin's invited us. We can't wait to play that place. Shout out, Devin. And Shout yeah, Devin. and uh, a little a little thank you to too many unknowns who saw our idea, uh, a band in Montreal, and they're playing a place called Pioneers, uh, which is the old Clydes and Point Claire, and they invite oh, yeah. us to open for them. Smells stomping grounds. Yeah, man. They're, we're we're opening for them on February 10th. So in that week, we're gonna be playing three shows, and we're we're gonna come out and we're and that's I think our thing is we want to make sure people are gonna have are gonna have fun. We guarantee it. We, the four of us, love doing this. But the thing we love the most is making people happy, and we did that in November. We did it so proud, and we're gonna do this even more in February. So, and we appreciate you guys having us again. So, thank you yeah. very much. Great podcast. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks so much for being on. Yeah, sounds like you guys are gonna be pretty busy. We're busy. We're gonna be, <laughs> and then we have to record our songs once and for all. We we've never <laughs> no, done it properly. I was gonna ask so. this: uh, When's the when's the album coming out? <laughs> Uh well we 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 have a plan for it yeah. but uh it's not yet yet established All so right. uh but 
you're looking at some singles coming out, like t- at least two. It's kind of the thing now. Yeah. Well, yeah, singles. So kinda we have another end. plan for like an, an album coming out too. So just if you can hit us up on Facebook, it's uh, AA Meeting Band. Facebook, you just just tap AA Meeting Band and you're going to find us directly. And we're also on Instagram if you want to see uh, our pictorial shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and forgot to, I for, sorry to cut you off. I forgot to mention one thing about February 2nd. We're he's actually, not sorry. Yeah, he's not. No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying not that. I'm being polite. <laughs> I'm the lead singer. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you got spiky hair. No, I forgot to mention something. Carney just whispered in ear. I have to mention this. We're, we're doing a really cool thing. We're doing a silent auction February 2nd. So oh, yeah. um, we're going to go play in somebody's backyard this summer. We're going to go do this. We'll play two hours and, and they don't whatever. even know that you're coming. It's great. Yeah, no. Whoever wants to give us, <laughs> and, <laughs> and again, the money will go to, to it's the radical. Found, it's like, the we're money will go to the foundation. Uh, we'll play acoustic. We'll play plugged in. Whatever people can set up, we're gonna do that. We, that's something that the four of us. That'll be our donation. And so whatever, whoever's gonna give us the most money on February second, uh, we'll be going to somebody's house this summer and having a cool party with them and their friends. So that's, that's really something nice. that we want to do. And uh, yeah, so thanks guys. Yeah. Right, thank you. That's Thanks. a great idea. Kaden, any great. parting thoughts? Miko the cat. Fixing my hair. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that, that's valid. That's a valid thing. Anything you want to say? The whole world is listening. <laughs> I mean, literally gonna, the entire are world. Are you gonna play in our backyard? Depends how much money you donate. <laughs> how that's much right. money you got? That's yeah. right. Donate a thousand dollars. Oh, nice. I like it. I like how much money you got, Dad. How much, <laughs> give me a thousand dollars. He just lost a year of his life. He just like a chill went up his spine. Thank you very much, Cadence. That's awesome. And he, One day you said you're gonna be bold, so I could be like John Bart with the donut. <laughs> <laughs> this is the truth. We've been we have not been focusing on the true star of the evening. Excellent. We're gonna have to do a separate podcast with your daughter, sir. You're gonna have to bring them. And I we have will, others if you don't like this. We one. will unleash them. <laughs> it, the time for them to shine is now. Richard? Agreed. We want 10%. Uh, any parting thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, last thing I'll say is uh, I've been lucky enough by chance to, to run into these guys and start playing music together. And uh, one thing out of being in many different bands, a lot of different genres of music, uh, we've come together. We have a common purpose and a goal in mind, uh, which was really our February shows that's coming up. Uh, but what's come out of that is the fact that we really work together. And I've never worked in a band uh, where you've been able to be so open and collaborative and comfortable talking about stuff. Uh, we work on drum parts, guitar parts, singing parts. We all sang together at one point, trying to figure out one of our songs. Uh, you know, we're really tight as a group, and, and I've never been with somebody that's uh, uh, some group that's been so great. So uh, that comes out on stage, and I look forward to showing that to everybody else. So thanks to the guys, guys I'm with. That's beautiful. It's, ama- beautiful it's amazing thing. the love that, thanks, that, that can happen in a room. After about a dozen cans of Sapporo. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said that sober. I know you would. I actually paid him to say hey, that. Carney, I, I just want to say konnichiwa. I just, uh, I get nervous when there's real love in the room, so I have to make fun of it because I'm insecure. But that's because beautiful, I'm guys. dead inside. Because I'm dead inside. <laughs> I think. That was a beautiful moment. I'll let Adam close it up. I'll let Adam close it up. I'll just say, you. Got, I'll hope to see you guys one of our shows, man. You guys come definitely out, man. Definitely. Yeah, you you can count on it. Thank you very much. Firing the whole live... We're, we're, we definitely want to see one of your shows, and uh, no, it's really you guys are great. I really like you guys. You, you my uh, my last thoughts would be uh, the last thoughts I heard basically Gord say. So look north, do something, and please take care of each other. That's a nice thought. 
Richard, would you have any uh, last thoughts, or as I like to call them, first thoughts? <laughs> you haven't said anything the whole show. When did Richard show up? Did you just get here, buddy? Yeah, he just showed up. Wow. Oh, wait. There was there is. a show today? Yes, there was a show today. <laughs> I, don't, are, I don't have any thoughts. These guys are pretty cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's a great band. I think it's a great cause, and yeah. people should come and uh, check it out and support. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll see us there. Yeah. Uh, was it look north and take care of each other? Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you uh, for uh, having us here, guys. And uh, fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Peace out. <laughs>